Can Champ Preliminary Round, HFX Wanderers 1, Athletic Awadawa 3. Our first ever win in the competition, and we're on to the quarterfinal round. And match day two, Valor FC 1, Athletic Awadawa 1. Three games in a week, a janky away point, but you know what? the official podcast the capital city supporters group i'm johnny MacArthur. i'm here with patty dornan all season long every tuesday giving you reactions hot takes and analysis patty how are you feeling two two games this week buddy i want to get off the cpl's wide wild ride right now <laughs> I, am, I am fucking what a roller coaster of emotion this week uh yeah, first of all, I mean, I, I, I kind of got to take a moment to just absolutely shit on Canada soccer for allowing three games in, oh, what, eight days? Yeah, Nine days? A, a, a stupidly short schedule. And I get yeah. that the MLS is important and whatever, but, like, my God. They need to, I ha- think, they need to have their little Leagues Cup thing, so buddy, we got to move. In what, in what planet, in what fucking planet, what country on this planet is, does your National Cup competition start four days after your 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 top division season starts it's absolutely ridiculous yeah yeah and it's also like super dangerous for players i mean look at the absolutely. amount of injuries i was like, gonna say how many people coach. went down Oheen, ali bassett that's i mean th- those are two of the big ones but it's been more than that yeah yeah so i mean i think that there's probably very few teams right now that are untouched by injury and the reason for that is because of the stupid scheduling conflicts yeah. and the fact yeah. that you forced a bunch of professional athletes to play three <laughs> games in under two weeks the first and and at the beginning at the very beginning of the season as well in the first week of the season just yeah which is real real dumb so any uh, any wonder everyone's or... attendance for that cam champ was abysmal yes yeah yeah <laughs> i mean except our attendance at except ours. <laughs> <laughs> which we will talk about later we will talk oh about my this. god yeah so speaking of cam champ man let's let's uh let's dive into that bad boy uh yeah uh, rematch ever rematch wins. first ever win in this competition i know <laughs> and it was a also nice goddamn change of pace just, boy oh boy man was it ever not a rematch on the pitch though holy shit yeah no it was completely different wasn't it and, and yeah. we said like we talked about this on the hot stove and we everyone knew i was like okay being away for this game is going to be so much of an advantage as far you know switching around from our opener mm. when we were at home and did it ever show i mean it really oh, we, yeah. we, we just showed how why our away form was so good last season we just did it all again didn't we three goals yeah well and also like i i didn't realize i guess i mean maybe i just didn't do the math for some reason but we had 28 points last season in away games that's in 14 games that's that stupid nuts that's, that's a stupid, stupid amount of that's two points two points per game for the entire season away. for the entire <laughs> season <laughs> so. and our home record was the second worst as well <laughs> yeah so that's why we're awesome obviously mm-hmm. sorry fans that go to gd place but <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, yeah, so before we kind of jump into stats, I do, uh, speaking of the Can Champs, I do want to give a massive shout out to CCSG, the traveling dub. Absolutely. Oh boy, did you guys ever bring it to York Lions Stadium? Holy shit. Again, we've <laughs> ma- we're making a bit of a habit of doing that, aren't we? I, I know, and I love it because like I'm watching and I could hear the 
the dub supporters cheer, cheering the entire time. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. And it made me almost like – I'm not forget we were at York, but like forget we were at York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were yeah, away, okay. and, the, and they still sounded so good. So, yeah. man, master class. I, say, masterclass. I was saying like we, but obviously me and Patty were not there. We were there last season for the road we're, trip, which was yeah, a we're there time and a half. It was, and we it were was there in spirit for this one. Patty right now, by the way, is is in an undisclosed location in southwestern <laughs> Latvia, and it is like midnight secret. his time. <laughs> it's a super secret fucking town. Yeah, nah, the no, dedication he goes through to traveling, to bring us. This. I'm traveling it's for work, so hopefully my shitty hotel Wi-Fi is is holding out right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great. His hotel, but, uh, which apparently is also a nightclub, so if you hear any uh, Eastern European techno beats, that's that's gonna be what it is. <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. The rush is gonna be able to like narrow down where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness no but it's, um, it's so yes it's, yeah it's good no it was a master master class it was fantastic great honestly you you guys, whole, i even spotted whole, wally yeah. wally was out yep. there i was like hell yeah bro he made the trip down so um yeah so the the love you guys have for this club um honestly wherever you guys play it where it's, it's unwavering and i love to see it every single game whether it's home or away even like uh the valor game i saw some photos of ato fans at the valor game at ig field and i was like yeah. yo we we're we're everywhere man like it's yep. great we're massive no i saw those two completely was, massive. I, saw, I saw the one tweet i was uh, i think pantsless fury fan was the was the account He's like, yeah, traveling to Winnipeg was not one of my best life decisions, but you gotta, you gotta support the boys. <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing. So, um, yeah. So let's. Uh, I guess we'll start. I mean, at the top here with the Can Champs, uh, yep. ATO v Halifax. <laughs> Uh, as you said before, Johnny, we fucking did it. <laughs> we won a Can Champ match. We actually won a Cup match. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! What an effort, man. Um, I mean. It's it was a rough start. It was a rough start it, with yeah. like, with Ollie going off and then then scoring shortly afterwards. I was like, God damn it! Like we're we're gonna go to this competition like again. Yeah, it was it was uh it was peak like last year and the year before vibes. I wanted to punch myself in the dick, but <laughs> but I gotta give the boys credit. Ollie went out and then Carlos, you know, worked his Carlos magic. And I mm-hmm. I as much as I missed Ollie during that game, I do think that. The, the the fill-ins for for Atletico um, when they brought on fuck they subbed in Antonaro yeah and Antonaro put on a masterclass yeah. I was like holy shit after being almost a ghost in week one I was like he came in and put a solid yeah, solid it's the Johnny it's the Johnny and Pat curse man we shit on yeah. him one week and he exactly. balls out the there next week so there you go so it's the it's the after the whistle curse so but no I mean I I agree I think Antonaro did great um. Ottawa, I mean, I think it's funny because when you look at the stats, like, man, we played the perfect game of terrorism football. It Dude, like... it was it was vintage, vintage ATO. That's all yeah. I could think of the whole time from from scoring three goals away to like scoring a late one as Buddy, well. Buddy, we had to 30, 35% percent possession. possession and we won 3-1. Like, but two what? big chances to their zero as well. It was just, no, mm. it was it was vintage ATO and uh, and we love to see it. Yeah, and it, I mean, again, yeah, you're right. Like, it was tough going down 1-0, and, of course, all of every commentator tough. on the planet, I'm pretty sure, was like, well, Atletico's never won a game after going conceding a goal. I was like, ah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> actually, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was funny because that, is, that stat is actually only in the cargo era. Um, I mean, we've gone true. behind and won a game before. We did it at our first ever home game against this very team. 
Well, there you they go. scored a pen to start off the game, and then uh, Brian Wright scored the late winner. It's during the cargo era. We've never come back from being one nil down, and that is that is a rough stat. But I mean, there's yeah. only, it's only you know there's only one year of data there, so everyone was <laughs> like, really you know creaming their pants about oh Halifax is definitely going to win this game because the as the history shows. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and I think I mean to be fair, I think we all collectively had real tight buttholes because <laughs> oh, like going down one one nil 19 minutes into the game is not ideal. No, it is um, not. but. <laughs> Uh, I also think we all jumped for joy when Malcolm Shaw headed that beautiful floater to to tie it up, which was How great. How ridiculous and was that? <laughs> again, I think that that's to me that's that's peak Malcolm Shaw. It's really yeah. nice because we didn't see a lot of him last season, um, no. especially later in the season. I don't know what was going on, whether it was injury or whatever, but there was or, a big injury, and that's sort of yeah. you know that that can have a little butterfly effect later on as well, right? You yeah, it was a bit of the ripples, the right? 11, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so you know we saw him kind of come in as a as a sub late game last season, um, whereas this season, I mean, man, like I I like I like Malcolm Shaw this season. I mean, I yeah. like Malcolm Shaw, period. But mm-hmm. but but I really like him so far this season. Um, I think he did a, a, an incredible job in the in the uh, Halifax game. He had that great great assist to uh, Gianni Dos Santos in the, in Valor the Valor game. game too. Yeah. So so to me, uh, you know, twenty twenty one slash twenty two early season Malcolm Shaw's back, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally I, here I for the, it. I think the thing is, you know, it's it's. The, I think the reason he didn't sh- end up shining a whole lot last season is that like we were saying, he would like sub in and get sub minutes. And yeah, but he's not that type of player. He's, yeah, he's not, not the type a, of player. Not Zach Verhoeven, you know. Like, well, that's just it, right? It's like yeah. the opposite. Where when you start him, and then he gets the chance to grow into the game, yeah. then you see how he can start impacting it. I mean, obviously, the assist for uh, for Johnny DeSantos was close to the end of the first half. Uh, this goal was close to the end of the first half. Like mm-hmm. his his role, I think, is you know he's got to start and then sort of suss out the other team and then see how he's going to uh, see how he's g- going to react. You see how he's going to yeah. get into space. And that's what this was. This was him getting into space in between their lines and then just catching a perfect header from a perfect yeah. cross. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and then, you know, four minutes later, let's talk about... <laughs> yeah. yeah, boy! Talk about roller coasters. <laughs> Espeo with his first ever goal for Atlanta Water. Diego Espeo. Yeah, what a beautiful fucking goal. Honestly, like... It was great. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, I think we can all agree it was the 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 chaos in front of the net was a little messy. Oh yeah. But to see Diego just like swoop in and clean it all up with a, yep. with, a, with a, just a <laughs> banger of a goal. Um, Get and up off the like, ground, just push everyone over and go and hit it in. It's like, no, fuck <laughs> you. This is mine. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I think all of us, like, man, like seeing him on TV, just like fucking celebrating, like slapping oh the fucking god, crest. So like, excited, I was dude. like, oh my god, <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted to see all last yeah. season with Diego. <laughs> yeah. So. And this is what we keep talking about: how much he like actually loves this club, and like <laughs> you, know? you could see it in like that goal as well. He's like he is so bought into Atletico mm. Ottawa as a project, and he fucking loves it. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so yeah, everything about that goal was nice actually. To like re- to recycling the corner, um, yeah, to, yeah. Like, Hooven's ball in perfectly onto Wimet's head, which almost went in itself. Yeah, yeah. I guess when I see a chaotic, I mean like from a defensive perspective, it was chaotic as shit. <laughs> it was a goal mouth scramble, but uh, yeah. everything to get there was like pretty precision. Yeah. And yeah, also it... seeing that Wimet header, I'm like, okay, there's he's gonna score this season. Like yeah, he's just he's sure. too good in those types of positions of set piece. Well, and we and again we we saw it in both games. Like, I mean, I don't think Carl Wimet had like a particularly amazing game against Valor, but mm. I think it was good. It was good. It was a solid game. Yeah. Um, I think he's developing into into what we want. I mean, it's interesting yeah. to see 
how Atletico has gone from the first game of the season, which I think we can all agree probably had a solid half of just shaky ass play um, to playing this game against Halifax and, and, and playing our game. Um, And I do think that, you know, maybe we, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, but we, maybe we quote missed some chances in quote (laughs) in the Valor game. (laughs) Big Uh, if true. Yeah, just big (laughs) if true. But, uh, but I do, I like to see the, the, the development of the the pieces with Carlos because we saw it last season, right? Like last season, early season. I would say Atletico was the kind of a middling team. Um, please don't, please don't kill me, CCSG. But we were <laughs> we were a bit middling to start the season, okay. and then as the season progressed and the system became more more familiar with the players, mm-hmm. and the players became more bought in with the system, you started to see this drastic uptick in like uh, the ability of us to recycle the ball, of us to counterattack when we had to counterattack, of us to absorb pressure on the defense. Mm-hmm. So. To me, the Halifax game was a really good example of that because it was almost, like you said, classic ATO, just absorb the attacks and then crush them on the on the counters. Because all I think all of our all three of our goals were counters. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, I mean, there was obviously the goal mouth scramble for the yeah. Okay, one, so two, yeah, so let's call it two one, two out of three because the third Tiso's one goal was, was Tiso's goal is easily a <laughs> yeah. We'll get to yeah. that in 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 one second. I want to because you mentioned last season and how we sort of had to grow into things, and it's absolutely mm-hmm. true. We won our first two games like one nil apiece. Yeah, um, one of those was a, was with a penalty, and then we went four games without a win. One of those being a six one loss at home to Valor. So don't remind me, please. I was at that, that was, <laughs> and that was the case, you know, it took us time to sort of find our footing. And I mean, the fact that we came out of the gates, um, with a win in our second, obviously it's not a win in the league. It was a win in the cup, yeah. but the fact that we came out with that sort of performance, uh, on the second game of the season is, you know, encouraging that we might be able to find our feet, um, even quicker. Well, and especially cause you know, we're missing, I would call him the, the, the keystone of our midfield attacking midfield set piece, which is Ollie Bassett. Yeah. So we, yeah, we exactly. missed him for, you know, 70, 80 percent of the game. Yeah. Um, and we still managed to to pick up a three one or three one victory. Um, and oh, man, that the, the third goal, the Assy Tiso. <laughs> how fucking fast are those guys? Like, OK, so <laughs> seeing Tiso, it's, it's so funny because before the Valor game, because it was the game of the week, they had the really big, long pregame show, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is friggin sick. When we're the game of the week, everyone tune into the pregame show. It's like yeah, you get all long, kinds of like sick real analytics and yeah. stuff like KJ and Jordan it. Wilson really breaking it down. And they broke down that Gareth goal. Wheeler trying to help them break it down. <laughs> <laughs> most, most times. Yeah. Why don't you go sit in the corner, Gareth? But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Jordan Wilson now. You go sit over there. There you go. But um, yeah, no, that that uh, they, they showed the start of that whole move. They they showed before the start of that whole move. They showed how like our break started from their corner. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. I love. I love when you're the dangerous one when the corner is against you. And then seeing how far Tiso ran in order to get up into that position, he basically started at the edge of our like six yard box. Yep, and then he was running, running, running. When he saw that the sp- when he saw that the space was open in front of him, and he had an opportunity, he turned the afterburners on and just left. Ramp oh, sad. He, he burned dust. him. It was insane. <laughs> Even dude. my wife was like, "Holy shit!" She was like, "Who is that?" I was like, "That's Maxime Tiso, baby, <laughs> baby." <laughs> and but, he's uh, been playing no, this whole game too. He started. I know. <laughs> he I know. And, and it was wild because and he because that fucking runoff. Yeah, and that link up, and especially because like you're like yeah. On the other side of the field, like Assi had an absolute murderous run down the right side of the pitch as well. So, and then 
the weight of that pass to just sneak by the keeper's glove. Yep. I was like, oh my God. This the is- weight of it, the 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 trajectory of it, the yeah. timing of it as well. A big thing about a break like that is passing it at the right time. Pass it yep. too early Agreed. and then you don't actually get a deadly enough chance. Pass it too late and just goes right to the keeper. But it was timed perfectly. Yes. Yeah. So so you know, tip of my cap to the the ACTSO uh you know the link goal. up the oh, fullback link the wingback link up dude you love to see yeah literally it was like two wingbacks and like we didn't even have any forwards up it was literally those two <laughs> so yeah so it was good um and yeah you're right like scoring a scoring a goal off of an opposing corner kick is just yeah. so good it feels yeah. so good <laughs> <laughs> it's the best i mean you remember i mean it reminds me of like you know people are probably grown if they're not fans of this team but it reminded me of like liverpool like in 2019 20 20 21 yeah. as well it was like they were so deadly doing counters off of corners that you almost like did not want to take a corner against them because you knew they were just going to run down the other side of the <laughs> yeah yeah they, they, yeah they basically <laughs> turned a turn turned it turned turned a, a risk into a reward every no, time exactly. <laughs> so but so uh I, no that was yeah. that was typical of us and i want to see us do more of that stuff because it's, it's it's incredible to uh, be the one the advantageous one when uh when you're the one that's conceding corners and you know how well, much I, I love the corners i you love you know you love the corners johnny um and maybe if that's if that's the case and we keep banging out those like corner defenses i i would also like the corners as well yep. maybe yep. but but i, I honestly I, I do have to give credit where credit's due i think that we are starting to see and i i hesitate to say this this early in the season but mm-hmm. i think we're starting to see what carlos gonzalez is able to do with an entire off season with the team in his hands mm-hmm. because I think all of us were a little bit, um, not questioning, but like obviously there were some question marks, I think, pickups in the offseason. I think none of us expected Sam Salter to be coming to our team. I don't think any of us really were like tracking. I mean, apart from you, you, me, and maybe like Joey and Patrick, some of the guys that do like deep dives on stupid, like we're like, who follows us on Twitter? (laughs) You know, dumb like deep dives on players um, on social media. Like I don't know if any of us were really tracking guys like, Jean Annie LSC and like uh, you know maybe I guess Eddie was tracking Junior Gakem a little bit but guys like that 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 Carlos brought into the fold and even when he brought them in we we're like well I wonder how he's going to use these pieces yeah. and then to see a play like that or to see like Shaw and Dos Santos link up in the Valor game um, is I'm like man maybe like I don't want to say like, maybe I'm I'm like no you know what I'm drinking the Carlos Kool Aid again bring me a bring me an entire jug of it because yeah. like clearly the man knows what he's doing and we're all just armchair critics until it gets out on the pitch and we're like oh I see what he's doing it's this like <laughs> well it's it's good to see the chemistry right and um, yeah. especially before he went down like from the first game to the beginning of the second game the chemistry between Ali Bassett and Essi on that right oh, side is yes. like we talked about in the last episode too is going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, well, so, and especially now that that Tiso, you know, when he starts or when he's on the pitch, is also a lot more consistent on the left side. Mm-hmm. So you have the speed of both Tiso and Assi with Ollie Bassett feeding them, and then you're just adding in Shaw and Del Santos. Like, are you kidding right now? Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. And it's just gonna get better, and it's just gonna yeah. get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, overall, super happy. I think all of us were super happy with the Halifax match. Um, really, really cool to to see how that one went down awesome and, to see the, the fans the pictures oh my god the pictures oh, the pictures are great <laughs> the pictures are great seeing uh, seeing seeing bryce's kid um like mm. taunting one of the ball boys holding up the three one <laughs> three one i was like this is why you take your kids to the sports yeah like, yeah it's bryce's like bryce's that. like kid taunting the shit out of this like ball boy who was wearing a halifax jersey <laughs> little legend little legend 
Yeah, killing it, killing it. Yeah, there's so, a bunch of other photos of like the oh, three yeah, one in the photos, stands. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so we're on uh, to the next round. Yeah, um, we play Forge away at Tim Hortons Field. As much as we thought that uh, um, originally it was announced on the broadcast that we were going to be the home team, but because of various things that I don't really know and I don't want to speculate, um, we're not. So we are going to be yeah. playing away to Tim Hortons Field, which honestly is advantage us because if we were going to be playing home <laughs> against Forge for like a knockout game, I was like. Shush. GG boys, I don't know if we're gonna get through this. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is funny, like, and I, I, again, I don't want to rely on our our away record to help us win, but like, we've beaten Forge at Tim Hortons Field. It's true. It's so, the only place we've ever beat him. Yeah, it was great. I was on a plane over the fucking Atlantic Ocean when it happened last time. So when Ollie Bassett scored the just beautiful goal to put us in a one nil victory yeah. over them. So, so I, I think we are at not. I don't want to call it an advantage, but I think it levels the playing field. I also don't think that based on the performances so far, Forge is as scary as people thought they were. I mm-hmm. think that everyone kind of went into the season being like, well, Forge is obviously the the far and away favorite to win the season, maybe win the cup again, blah, 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 blah. They're going to get another microwave play. <clears throat> um, but I don't, I honestly don't think we've seen that so far. I think we've seen Cavalry really pick it up. I think we've seen Pacific show that Pacific is still a contender. Um, and, and then I think Atletico you know, not biased or anything, but I do think Atletico is an underrated squad every year so far mm-hmm. in the last two years under Carlos. Um, because I don't, I do think that people kind of maybe overlook Atletico as a team because they, a lot of people will just look at stats and they'll be like, yeah. well, Ottawa doesn't have a lot of possession. Ottawa doesn't have a lot of passing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, but then when you get on the field, like it's tough to break down what, what Carlos has built. It's tough. Yeah. Especially when you have someone like Diego Espejo in the middle, who's just, eating up well, every mean, single cross that exists even <laughs> if you do look at the stats i mean with the game against yeah. halifax we had two big chances they had none mm-hmm. like we had a better xg in that game we had a better xg in the valor game as well yep. like even yep. though we're not we're taking the pressure and we're but not if you ball, jumped we still on turn but, it but, into but, better chances well and you're right but but if you jumped on any kind of social media everyone's like oh, no, valor valor was dominating that game i'm like oh, do definitely. you have eyes did you watch the same game i watched like yes, yes. valor might have had more possession but i don't think that they had particularly good chances i mean i think maybe off some errors i'm gonna call them and i'll talk about that later i gotta but... mute the d word on twitter dude i fucking hate it when people use the term dominating and they throw it around in this game. you have <laughs> yes. no idea what you're talking about <laughs> but it's, it's twitter's favorite word bro oh no it definitely is but uh, anyway so next 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 round against forge i mean you're yep. right they're starting a little slow but to be fair they always start slow yeah. Um, and then, you know, they just have the resiliency and the the you know literally just a winning pedigree and a winning culture there. So. Who knows? It and should be tough. I mean, look at him. It, it, t- it took a last-second equalizer just just to tie with 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 Halifax over the weekend. So yeah, which to me, I'm like, that's not great. Like, I think yeah. we easily tied Halifax and could have we should have walked away with a PK like two-one victory, yeah. Yeah. and then we and then we dummied them three-three-one. <laughs> so you know, maybe maybe the soccer gods will smile on us in the next round, oh. which would be nice because if we get through Forge, and that means we play either TFC or CF Montreal probably away again. Can we play um, CF Montreal based on their current record? <laughs> right, I would love. And that. I say that and, I, Johnny and I say that as both CF Montreal fans. Yeah, exactly, we're like, ah, exactly. that team is shit this year. <laughs> it would be great because then everyone can come to Montreal and stay at my house, and we'll all go to the game. And uh, did you guys Sakuto hear that out there? Every single strikes. person, every single person <laughs> li- listening to this podcast right now, Johnny yeah. invited all of you to his house personally. Yep. So you can stay there and watch the game. Exactly. Chats. I moved to a bigger place just for this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you told Flo yet? Is my real question. <laughs> so, yeah, she'll be fine with it. She'll be fine. 
<laughs> she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, guys, she's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah. yeah so um, no. So that was Can Champ. Moving on uh, to just sort of the, the, the brief old breakdown. Val- I suppose the old Valor. The old Valor. Fuck man. Like I was. I don't uh, know what it is about Valor, especially away. What, what was they think? I think they only let ten goals in last season at home or something. Like yeah, that. they're like, they, it was always they, gonna be a tough game. Yeah, they had the record last season for least amount of goals conceded at home. Yeah. So obviously we're going in on a tough game. Valor is, I hate to say it, but they're kind of our kryptonite a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, as far as being able to being able to counter whatever we throw out, um, we've always kind of struggled against them. Um, so to go away at Valor um, is always tough, I think, for us. And then to man to go down that early against Valor was <laughs> it's, it's bad so news so bears. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, was it definitely was. Four <laughs> minutes into the game, we were down one yeah. nothing. I was like, I, I was don't flashbacks. <laughs> Buddy, I, 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 it got to the point where I was like, I don't even know if I want to keep watching. No. Like, I was like, I can't believe that just happened. Um, yeah, so it was rough. But um, I, I think, too, I kind of just expected more from both sides, but I don't blame either side. I just think yeah. both sides were gassed. It was. Because, I said it in the in the group chat after the yeah. game. I was basically like, "Man, that game sucked," and like it did. Even especially, imagine it being neutral watching that game. That's that would be a, a a good substitute for Nyquil, dog. Like it just sucked, and it, it looked was, like and two everyone teams. Everyone was so sloppy. Everyone they were was both sloppy. So sloppy. <laughs> it looked like two teams that just started the season playing three games in eight days in like zero degree weather. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> on the worst also, turf in the league. Yeah, I was gonna say. And and wanted me to mention this turf. is the worst turf in the league. You saw yeah, how the, the ball was bouncing and bobbing. Uh, it was fucking ridiculous. Awful. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah. So I I think that that it really showed. Like the mm-hmm. especially the first half, I I was just appalled by both. It was by brutal, both dude. Um, I think that the error that led to the goal, I think really just honestly, I think Nathan just. I don't know if he was tired or if it was just the way the ball was moving on the pitch, but like, fuck, man, <laughs> like that, that was, was a ginormous and, error. And normally, you know, you hate just blaming the keeper for for a goal because it can be a little pedestrian. And I would also blame others as well. I mean, Espeo and Singh were both obviously tracking the same player. They were both yeah. tracking the striker, um, and which and which, it's, which and left honestly, the goal scorer open. But and the thing well, and is, it shades... left the goal scorer open, and they, and both Acosta and Verhoeven yeah. were ball watching, and they didn't know that there was another guy there, so he was wide open to get the cross. Yeah, yeah, and the and the disconnect I think between Espeo and and Sang was kind of shades of our opener against Halifax because it was the yeah. same thing. It was yeah. it was a communication disconnect between yeah. the, those two guys on who was supposed to be covering and who was supposed to be doing whatever zone defense at the top of the six, and yeah, the you know the ball just slipped by with whatever player. So, I mean, it's frustrating because I think that you know uh, conceding an early goal like that can really just take the wind out of your oh, sails for the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. and like we so, like like the stat says, last season we never would have come back for a win or anything in that game. It was it would have been done done and dusted immediately. So uh, the fact that we came back with the point was still good, but um, it was just in <laughs> and. Oh, actually, well, I forgot. I left Bingham off the hook. I can't leave Bingham off the hook. It definitely looked like he was running across the goal because he thought it was going to go out of bounds. And yeah. it wasn't until like the last second that he jumped because he realized he was going in. And I was like, okay. When we signed King Nate, you know, um, basically every York fan was like, yeah, he's good, but, you know, he's, he's got a howler in him every once in a while. And yeah. I feel like in his entire tenure with us, we've kind of avoided that for the most part. True. I would, yeah, I would agree with that. Be, yeah, it was a, think it was a forced error, f- honestly. Yeah, it was I think first this might error. be the first howler that we've uh, that we've had. You know, pretty yeah, yeah. see another one. 
Yeah, and it was frustrating to watch because all of us are obviously very loyal subjects of His yeah. Majesty. So, yeah. but it, it wasn't even that big of a howler either. Because no, like it wasn't. Meant, it like was, we just mentioned, it wasn't it even was a nice a shot. It was, breakdown. No, yeah, it, yeah, it was also so. a defensive and midfield breakdown that led to the chance in the first place. So, yeah, yeah, but uh, but I mean, going the other way, honestly, I really think the, that this it was just a, 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 a result of you know playing a really weird lineup <laughs> like playing Miguel yeah, Costa at 6 yeah as well and that was the, i guess that's that was the other kind of I, i'm going to say point to talk about is is what did you think of Miguel filling that role i mean it's 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 neat because like when we saw in preseason we were looking at the at the lineups and then we'd see some of the footage and we're like this is the only thing that makes any sense even though it doesn't make any sense but yeah, he's totally playing at the six because we don't currently have one. And when you look at yeah. like his stats and his profile as a player from last season, he had above average tackling and he yep. had above average pass accuracy. So like if you're gonna, you know, if you're only looking at stats, you might think, okay, maybe central defensive midfielder or like a halfback anchor type of role, maybe that would actually suit some of his uh, some of his strengths. And you know, they kind of do in moments, but what you what you need to have as a CDM that you don't necessarily need to have as like a, a right wing back is that sort of positioning in the middle and that awareness yeah. in the middle of the pitch rather than hugging the touchline. Cause when you're hugging the touchline, you generally only need to look in one or two directions. When you're sitting in the middle, you need to have your head on a swivel. You need to be looking everywhere. So yeah. losing that man sort of in ball watching in that situation was almost inevitable when you're not used to playing in that position, I think. Yeah, and I, I, think I think no, yeah, I think I think that really showed. I mean, I think that Miguel is a player that is very versatile and kind of can move around the pitch, but you really do see the offensive versus defensive differences between him and Ollie Bassett when you when you rotate them in and out of those <laughs> positions. Yeah. Because when you watch Miguel Acosta in the first game against Halifax or like the the Can Champs game, incredible. You know, mm-hmm. he played exactly how we expected him to play. He mm-hmm. played a really hard far right wing back. Tough defender, speedy attacker, 80% pass accuracy. Like he was, you know, three for four on tackles. And then you put him in the role that Ollie Bassett traditionally fills, uh, which is, you know, the, the eight or the 10 position. And, you know, he's, he's 0 for two on tackles. He's three clearances, 10 recoveries, but like also he's only winning four for nine on ground duels. So, like, yeah. again, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Miguel because I do think he's an incredibly skilled player. I just mm-hmm. think he, isn't familiar with that position in the way that Ollie Bassett is familiar with that position. Yeah, and I mean, and only getting one interception when you're playing in the middle of a central def- defensive midfield role is also, like, you know, it's, it's not too hot. I mean, he, yeah, did, and I he did good for his first performance, like starting in that role for us. Yeah. And it's just, it's a shame that we need that to happen. I mean, like we say, like we've been saying this whole time, there's a glaring, glaring hole in the squad in that position. And the fact that we're starting like a right back turn center back at central defensive midfield in the third game of the season, just because we mm. lost like a box to box one mid is like yeah. a bit tragic. Like we yeah. can't let this happen. This, this, well, this was a recruitment failure. You know what I mean? Like as, <laughs> as much as there was really great recruitment in this off season, there was one crucial error and it was this one. And we're going to yeah. bang for it. If, if uh, we don't cover that correct. Yeah. And I think we all talked, we've all talked about it kind of during the off season and stuff is, is how Carlos was going to look at that position because Yes, Ollie Bassett is a fucking wizard. Like the man just is insane in that position. But that to me is the most glaring, and I think to everybody out there is the most glaring bench depth question mark that we have. Yeah. Is okay, well, Ollie's got a little bit of a hamstring injury, which from what I gather is not serious, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the rest for the, for the for the team for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um 
But, you know, uh, I, I do think that we have to kind of start looking at who would slot into that position. And I honestly don't think it's Miguel Acosta. I, I think we've seen flashes of brilliance from from um, Noah Verhoeven, um, who might be able to fill that role. But again, I don't I don't want to like put words in Carlos's mouth. I I just think we need to figure out what we're gonna do for a box to box mid that isn't Ollie Bassett, um, either to replace him when he's not there or to back him up in a in a in an eight role if he is there as a ten. Yeah, well, we need someone who is a six first and almost a six only because the the goal would would be to have you know the yeah. Abusizoko type of player and then have Ollie and Verhoeven in front of him so that they don't need to be defensive because they have a rock behind them whereas yeah. right now one of them needs to be defensive and then and then you know that can lead to some weakness because that isn't really either of their strong suits right? okay so 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 let me p- query you this pre-mailbag mailbag question yeah and this might be early in the season slash early in his tenure at ato mm-hmm. and this might also be a real hot take espeo um i don't know Mostly, yeah. be- uh, mostly because I can't take him out of center back. Well, he's, he's I guess. Start, <laughs> I guess. Start in, okay, 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 okay. Back. Perfect, perfect world. <laughs> we have a replacement, Drew Becky Espeo. Would you put Espeo in that role if we had someone in the CB that could fill that role? I mean, I would probably. Would you try him? I don't know. <laughs> John, I'm putting so. you on the spot. <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't. No, he's he's a he's he's the middle of a back three, a covering center back. I think that's his 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 forte, and and it really is honestly. I just yeah. I like I like his size. Um, the same way that, you know, you had Abdu Sissoko's size. I just, I don't know who we have to currently put in that slot. Well, we have Junior Gekum, who we just signed to our, our, our U Sports contract. He's our, our first draft pick. And I mean, that is his, that's his role. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that why is like our only natural central defensive midfielder a fucking <laughs> draft pick? Like, I was going to say, we missed yeah. something. We missed, we must have put all our eggs in, in a basket that didn't work out. And now we just don't have a plan B. Like, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, nothing's going to work out in the offseason perfectly for any team, I don't think, unless mm-hmm. you're Forge and, you know, that's just how it goes. But <laughs> those fucking guys, man. Um, but but I do think that yeah, we, that's that's maybe our our one area of improvement um, that I'm hoping either a player grows into or Ollie Bassett comes back and we can kind of develop around him um, the same way that we did last season. Yeah, and but even that's just weak because he's not a central defensive midfielder, right? Like he should be playing box to box. So when we've got like a double midfield pivot of him and Verhoeven, yep. like it's still a weak spot, and we still do most of our attacks up the wings. Yeah, no, but that's but that's true. What what I'm saying is like, I would like to see us maybe develop someone in that position, yeah. if we had a strong kind of holding midfield duo in the middle that could absorb a little bit of that pressure, so that we can develop someone in that position. Because you you know you have your Abdu Sissoko who was incredible in that role mm-hmm. um, last season, and I just think that like I don't know if we have a natural. Yes, we have Junior Gakem, but like he's completely untested and he's draft a draft pick. So. To develop him into that, I do think that we need that. You're right, that that double pivot in the mids to to be the hold up play, to be the control play, so that you know he's he can focus on actually like learning the position versus Sissoko who just slotted into the position. Yeah, yeah. And from what I heard on the hot stove, apparently losing Sissoko was kind of more of a, a rule screwing us over type of thing. Like we didn't really want to lose him. We had him for two years, and it just seems everything worked against us in this off season for like filling that position on the pitch, but. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can fill it soon. I don't really know when the window closes. I think it's either today or tomorrow. Actually, now that I think about it, but we could obviously sign. We could sign a free agent. Yeah, we could sign a free agent on a free whenever we want. 
Um, I don't know who is on a free agent that's uh, domestic, but that's a good question, actually. Who knows? We're gonna Google some stuff after this. Yeah, like can't kill free agents. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Valor, not the most exciting game by any metric. No, definitely, um, most definitely not. Uh, and I mean, even if we look at our stats, uh, I guess we had a little better possession. We were at forty-one percent. We still had two big chances to their one, which was nice. Our XG was better than theirs. Our accurate yeah. passing was sub eighty percent. So that was you know shades of last season. I didn't like that. Yes. At all. I know you hate that. I'm the corners guy. You're the passing percentage guy. But, oh, you know, that makes buddy. a lot of sense because passing percentage, you know, it tells a big story. Well, it and, does. Uh, and, and yeah. again, like, you can't, as much as we don't play possession football, we have to play accurate pass football. Yeah. And I know a lot of teams out there uh, looking at you, Halifax, um, right now pad their stats with just, like, these little ticky-tacky back and forth and back and forth and back and forth passes, mm-hmm. which is all well and good. Um, but, yeah, you're really just skewing your stats. I think that Ottawa plays a game where our pass percentage tells a bit of more of a story. Um, so if we have shit pass percentage, which we saw last season, you know, mm-hmm. sub 70% sometimes, you know, you saw it in the score mark or the, you know, yeah. or, or the pressure uh, all game. You're like, Ooh, like, I don't, did, I don't like any of yeah. that. Because <laughs> If you're playing a counterattack game and you're not accurate in your passes, then every attack is going to stop somewhere and it's going to be your own fault. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but and some of the other stats in this Valor game are dire too, man. Five shots outside the box. Like, what are we doing? Accurate yep, long yeah. balls, thirty-two percent. It was just if you're going to be long ball FC, like you got to be better than thirty-two percent accurate long balls. Yeah, they beat us. I think I think they beat us on almost every passing stat as every well, one. which is every not great. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm looking. Yeah, they beat us on every passing stat. So again, uh, there there obviously is I think areas for improvement, just in general for mm-hmm. us like we won 38 percent of our aerial duels against valor and there was a lot of aerial balls which even my wife commented she was like it looks like it's just like a bit of bit of like kind of timbit football going on out there where it's just like oh you you had it and then i had it and then you had it and then it goes off a chest and then you had it again and then yeah and i was like there's some, someone settle the ball so we can have a play like i mean it's it's ironic because that's that's <laughs> It's, it's ironic because we're a Spanish team who, you know, a league that sort of famously criticizes the English game for basically being volleyball when it's constantly yeah. in the air, where when they play it, you know, across the floor all the time. But yeah, this was, yeah. like we said, everything about this game was janky, dude. It was just. Yeah. Yeah. Sucked. So I think, I think, and again, I think we're lucky to, to have squeaked out a, a draw. I don't think we did anything particularly amazing. Del Santos's goal, phenomenal. Honestly, him that and was phenomenal. The, yeah. the Malcolm Shaw connection. For that. Holy shit. Yes. The yeah, take you could down tell, and then the pass, like the perfectly weighted pass, so that you, so that Johnny could hit it first time, like right into the yeah. far corner. Woo. Yeah, you could you could tell that he is a player who has played a lot of matches in this league. Yeah, because that was just yes. a perfect read. So shout out to Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really glad I gassed you up on Twitter. I, I, sent, <laughs> I sent him a DM before the game, being like, "Kick some ass out there, Malcolm." There you go. <laughs> and he did. So, uh, nice. yeah, shout out to Malcolm. You fucking killed it. So uh, keep going. Speaking of Malcolm Shaw. Uh yeah, Let's, can we jump into standouts? We want to do, you want to do that. Yeah, yep. I I would love to jump into standouts, and I would also put Malcolm on there too. We talked about yes. obviously this the assist for uh, for DeSantos. What about his would be assist when Verhoeven came on? <laughs> Johnny, can we not talk about would be goals? This podcast is that something we can do? Because there's another one that I'm going to talk about later. Yeah. That oh, I know. I I just, know. Yeah. But how good was that though, myself. man? Like taking that taking that ball and then laying it off, like for, for yeah. Verhoeven making the run. Like if, if we're going to be playing mm. this sort of uh, three five two five three two in attack with with yeah. Malcolm playing the hold up like providing role to other players do making the run, like 
I think this is going to be a good recipe for us because he's clearly I, making I, it work. I completely agree, but I think that that is part of the maturity that Malcolm Shaw brings yeah. to the front, like yeah. attacking, uh, like option that we have mm-hmm. is the amount of times I saw him receive the ball. And then instead of just like having a one touch or having, you know, like just passing it to whoever he can immediately see is open. He takes just one, not a lot, but just like one extra second to just yeah. have a read of the field mm-hmm. and pass it to where it should be versus where you could put it. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, just excellent, man. He, yeah, both matches. And again, goal and assist, both matches. Yeah. Amazing. Great start. Amazing. And I, I love, I love seeing this start from him after, like we said, a bit of a lackluster injury riddled season last like he is, he is hungry. Like he's, he's back to like, form, and yeah. I and I love to see it. Honestly, I was I was ready for him to be back to form, and I I love seeing games like this, but like both games. And again, we talked about the fact that ATO didn't exactly have the best game against Valor, but I still think that Malcolm Shaw really shone through some of the errors and some of the 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 fatigue that existed in the team for that match. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So Malcolm Shaw, number one. <clears throat> I love seeing him on this list, dude, because I don't think he really made the list last season for us. Yeah, very few all. times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe once or twice, but like, yeah. I, yeah, all season. And this time, I mean, again, we're in game two slash three, if you include can champs, and Malcolm yeah. Shaw's already on the list. Love oh, it. Yeah, that's fucking um, So, So if we're going to, you know, talk about Malcolm Shaw, let's talk about Gianni Dos Santos. Oh, yeah, he's growing into this team really well. I love it. We saw, <laughs> like, I talked about it on, on the first episode about how I was very excited because, yes, Dos Santos didn't produce in the first game, but I was like, yo, his speed, his speed is going to gonna be what yeah. gets him goals this season. Yeah. Um, and, and to see him use that speed with the, with the one-off um, with Malcolm Shaw was just incredible. And that's the kind of goals that, that I think are going to lift us through this season. And, you know, do I think Gianni Dos Santos is the, you know, the perfect all-around player? No, I don't think an all-around player exists out there. But do I think he's perfect in the role that Carlos has put him in? Yeah, I would say so. I think that he has the speed to do it. He has the footwork to do it. Watching, watching him crash to the corner and then cut in super sharp down the down the, the byline and then pass off to the top of the six or the top of the 18, it was like, man, <laughs> I was like, this is what I want to see all season. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that you have the speed and the, and, the, and the footwork to be able to make those runs and make those passes. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's the same as Malcolm. He's got a goal and assist so far to start the season. And yeah. uh, his go- both of their goals and, and assists were, were for each other, which is really nice. And we were talking is there, about... Is the, there a bromance? Is um, there a bromance maybe, evolving right maybe. now? We'll start a little rumor early in the season. <laughs> I know that the bromance is supposed to be Johnny and Ali Bassett, but, you know, maybe... Uh, but Malcolm imagine Shaw's when Ollie's back and then it can be a, a thruple, you know? Right, right. I mean, we were talking about how the, how the Ollie-Assey connection on the right side is going to be a banger. I think that... Oh, can we just... Yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm just excited for this team. I think yeah. I'm just excited for this team yeah. all around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, he had a goal and assist in 135 minutes because he didn't even play full games either time. Yeah. So, Amazing. and then six for eight on ground duels. Like, man, just Gianni, keep doing what you're doing, man. We have so a glad. really good we're history glad. of uh, of picking up pieces from Pacific for sure. We, we really we do, do it every season. Yeah. And we just get a gem. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're like, they're like, oh, he's okay. And then yeah, it's like, every no. time we're like, no, he's our talisman player. Yeah, and he's going exactly. to win MVP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. picking up our scraps? Are you? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna shine those diamonds into the biggest diamond you've ever there seen. You go. There you go. Yeah. And, so. uh, what is a standout player list without? 
Diego fucking Espeo. Like yeah. Diego, like I love this guy, man. Like I cannot get enough. I don't He's think anyone be like can get enough of Diego last season. Just you know, move in, like set up your little plants, uh, uh, take off your shoes. Like you live on this list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 great. And like I just also think that Diego just comes off as such a genuine, like nice dude. Oh yeah. Like, you see him like we talked about last season where you jump into his live streams and it's just Diego hanging out in his apartment. It's just like a bunch of like CCSG fans being like, yeah. Join the live stream so we can hang out with Diego, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and then the gifts that came out of the training camp this year. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. They're so good. So, um, but on top of that, he's also an incredible footballer. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say like, man, right place, right time. He knew exactly where he needed to be to pick to clean up that goal. I love, I love, love, love when you recycle a corner, um, and then you know the big defenders wait around in the box because they know that another delivery is gonna come in. Yeah, and uh, that's what we saw. I mean, obviously, at that point, it wasn't on a corner. A cross came into the box, and both of our CBs were still there. And that's just sure. intuition to be like, "No, we've got it. They're going to recycle it, and another ball is going to come in here, so I'm going to stay." And yeah, Diego's uh, like, "It is my time." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love, I love, love that he scored too, because like, oh my god, it makes how me much so happy. He's like into this club, and the fact that he got to score is, you could see the emotion. Yeah, well, and that's just it, and it is something brilliant to see because obviously CCSG has spent so much time building the the fan culture around this club and building the like kind of uh, um, the mystique of the players. Um, you know, you look at Hollywood, you look at you know like the the chance that we have for all the players, and then to see a guy like Diego, who we talk about all season, just get that goal and then immediately just be like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. ran to like the, the 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 supporters. I was like, oh my god, it's it was you know brings a tear to your eye, you know, yeah, brings a real stuff. real tear to your eye. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but on top of his goal, uh, ninety one for hundred and six on his passes. That's nuts. Nineteen clearances and one hundred percent on aerial and ground duels, both games. That's stupid. I, I'm worried that he's going to have like, obviously last season was a breakout season. I'm worried that we get the type of breakout breakout season that sees him fuck off somewhere higher, like partway through the season. You know what I mean? Cause that happens in this league a lot. But yeah, uh, I mean, I he was, he was on trial. That, but... He was on trial with, uh, with inter Miami inter Miami before, yeah. before the season. I mean, shh, maybe they're watching. I would say so. But I mean, if they're not, they definitely are now because, we're three games into the season, and does D- does Diego need a? Yeah, does he draw stupid fouls? Yes, I think that like that is he's, his probably. He's twenty years one, old. <laughs> yeah, that's why his one his one area of improvement. But I think that's just because he's a twenty year old man. Yeah. So you know that's just how we are. But he tends um, to avoid yellows, which is nice. He's got that Atleti DNA. He knows where the line is and he toes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, I honestly would probably say, at this point in the season, he's probably the best raw talent cb in the whole league i mean he's been on the team of this team of the week twice in a row now and uh, oh yeah he was on the team of the week this week too yeah up he'll just keep doing it yeah love it love it so diego keep doing what you're doing man you're just you're just out there killing it i don't know if you can i don't know if you listen to this i mean he probably does (laughs) but but uh but yeah you're killing it he probably does i've i've heard firsthand that i don't think his english is fantastic yet so he'll probably just, li- but he'll still listen. He's the type of dude that will still listen to it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> All right. Well, well, Tiamo, Tiamo, Diego, we love you, man. <laughs> see, see. On the other hand, do we have any disappointments? Oh yeah, we got. Yeah, we got, we got a few. Um, Sacco, man, can we talk about that guy? Yeah, for, for a little sure. bit. Yeah, not. I mean, it's just. 
he's got some potential. He, you can tell there's yes. a there's a really really good footballer in there, and this was you know yeah. the Valor Valor game was his first start yet in. And in I don't I, here, I wasn't so. like I I think I was just more frustrated with the fact that he was constantly constantly for the entire time he was on the pitch getting burned by Nyonga Bare like like I get that that dude is just in a super fast talisman player for Valor, and he's yeah. incredible. Like watching him play, I was like, man, I wish we had signed him, mm-hmm. but. Then to watch Sacco just get burned by him like three, four times in a row, I was like, "Fuck, we need to- <laughs> this is like not working." So well, it's it's rough because uh, I mean we're used to that left wing back not being you know great defensively, right? That's why the center back yeah. is you know covers for them. But um, when the center back also isn't really having the best game, it, it, it's it yeah. just makes it really obvious. Yeah, and I mean I think I think we all breathed a sigh of relief honestly a little bit when Tiso came on because I was like, okay. Sacco not having a great game, get off, shake it off, and then Tiso came on, and I think Tiso put on a decent, a decent. He shut down Niyongabare enough that we could focus on our defensive effort and not mm. have to constantly worry about like, there's this dude that's just gonna cut in real hard on the left and and get right into the 18 yard box. Well, yeah, and I mean, he like, Tiso was another one. As soon as he came on, you started seeing sort of his classic game. Like he had a shot, like he had some, yep. uh, he had some chances. You know, he had a pass into the final third. He had an accurate long ball. He had an accurate cross. Like he came on and actually kind of did the business in the little. Yeah, uh, little time which I'm there. I'm really happy about because I think last year we talked about Tiso being a little bit hot and cold, and so far this season I've just seen consistency. Yeah. You know, there's flashes of amazing, and then the rest of the time it's just good. Yeah. And I and I like that. I would prefer that than being like hot and cold every single yeah, game. Yeah. No. And never never knowing what version of Maxine yeah, you're gonna no. get. Now <clears> I'm sure. like, oh, I really I I really like when he comes on to to see what he's going to do with the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, he didn't win any tackles, but he had two out of three ground duels won as well. It was yeah. just... It yeah, was, his stats weren't terrible. I just don't think, yeah. like... He was a guy, was, he's a guy that, a, that, you know, was probably, I don't want to be benched again. Um, and yeah. obviously, you know, he's 31 years old. His third game in eight games. He's, if you have a backup, you're going to start him. But uh, the fact that both of them are going to be fighting for minutes on that on that wing. And we didn't get that until halfway through the season last season when... Uh, when yeah, the, that's when a Paris good point. That's a good point, so, yeah. It's going to be nice to have that all season. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Good point. So, <clears throat> so yeah, he's on here, but like not. I mean, again, it's not. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't, you know, impressive. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. I unfortunately. Um. First of all, I will profess my love and loyalty to our sovereign, His Majesty Nathan Kingham, <laughs> before I put him on the disappointments list. See, uh, I, 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 it's it's this is an interesting one because he had a he had a stellar game uh, against, against Halifax. Halifax. Yeah, um, and, and, and that's maybe... why I was kind of torn on putting him on here. Yeah. But I think some of his errors in the Valor game mm-hmm. were just egregious, like yeah. that punch out, that punch out, and I was like, why didn't you grab that ball? And it went directly to a Valor player's foot, and I was yeah. like, this is it, this is it, we're gonna fucking blow the game right here. Yeah. And luckily they they you know they top shelfed it into the stands. But but to me, it but just that was again, scary. That was squeaky bone. Yeah, it was ex- it was ex- and it wasn't. It, yeah. And that wasn't the only time. I think that there was a few in that game that like really just weren't great. And I think you bring up a good point when you're like, that was the one thing York let us know. They gave us the little warning being like, yeah, yeah he's going to he's he's going to throw up a stinker sometimes. And we really didn't see that all last season. Mm-hmm. But I think this was his one stinker. And if it ends in a one one draw, like, you know what? Yeah, you dodged. I think one we squeezed. Sure. Yeah, I think we dodged one there because there was a couple yeah. shots. Uh, one was um, the Matteo de Brienne is like one off on that cross, and I was like, "That's fucking going in." Man. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, "He's gonna put in another goal of the month." Like that's yeah. that's all I see happening here. 
yeah, there was that, and then the punch out that that I think it was Novak or someone that was in the in this in the eighteen that got it, and I was like, fuck, this is yeah. it. Like, so uh, so yeah, so again, I would put Nathan on here just with like an asterisk. I just think he yeah. had one one really bad game. Um, it's um, it's really but, hard to do a, a quote unquote disappointments list here. Yeah. Um, everyone is with an asterisk, especially at this point of the season. Yeah, because it's early early on enough. Yeah. Um, and then the last one with an asterisk as well is Jean Angel Assi. <laughs> Mostly because of how frustrating this kid is, because he's so 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 good. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good, which is why I hate putting him on this list. He's so fucking good. But like, I'm just like, bro, you gotta finish. Like the first game when we watched him, like miss not miss but just like decide not to shoot not once but twice yeah. and like i was like fucking angry i was like next time buddy next time yeah, he's just gonna better. bury it yeah. and then the next chance he gets is just a gimme and he just roofs it and the i was miss like against, the, yeah the, the miss against valor was probably yeah. one of the most disappointing non-goals i think as an ato supporter we've seen yet i wanted <laughs> was to, a rough I wanted one, to just curl up and die man because <laughs> it's like i can't believe that we didn't score there like i that just should have been his first it. goal for the club that should have been our, yeah. our relief moment where it's like oof we're back in this game yeah yeah so um i yeah i'm gonna call his performance good but not good enough where we like it's not where we need it to be and i i think that again he's fucking 18 i can't like i'm no, not gonna no, grind exactly, this guy into exactly, dust dude, exactly. i think that he ha- he he is he has he possesses the talent to be able to do what we need him to do mm-hmm. it's just he needs to get to that point and i think by i'm gonna call it rewind me back mid-season i think by mid-season Assy is just going to go off. I think he's going to go off once he like gets comfortable in the in the in the structure that Carlos is building. Dude, he excels in so many areas. Like it's yeah. it's funny because you look at you look at his stats in both of these games, and this is this is a funny one. I'm going to point out the percentage number, and then I'm going to point out how it doesn't tell the whole picture. So against Halifax, we're stellar game against Halifax. Sixty-seven yeah. percent successful dribbles against yep. Valor. Against Valor. He had 60% successful dribbles. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's not really that good. But that's still four and three successful dribbles, respectively, in each game. Yeah. Most great players will get like two. Yeah. <laughs> Getting yeah, four successful dribbles in one game is actually insane. But that's like what we I keep mean, saying. That, he I, will always beat his man. Like you, you're, you, yeah. you're very confident that he's going to, but it's because just his sheer speed. Like yeah, he's just speed, get past he has the speed. He has the footwork. I just yeah. think he needs just a little, just a little bit of shaping. He's so raw, like dude. So raw. Be, but but again, like I think that hand on heart. Let's you know, call me out on this, fans. Midway through the season, give him five or six more games, and we're gonna see the John Daniel Assey that I think we all want to see. Yeah, because I, because it's there. It's there. Yeah. The, the 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 building blocks are all there. We just need the the refinement, the like finish, the the be able to like. Use that speed, burn his defender, and then really just take it right to the keeper and put it where he wants to put it. Whereas right now, it's kind of there's a bit of hesitation, and I yeah. think that's what ends up costing him the two or three seconds that he needs to to score a goal. Yeah, and the hesitation can either lead to making the wrong decision or sometimes just losing the ball. I mean, he gets dispossessed yep. a lot. <laughs> he does, know, yeah. like a lot. Yeah. There's no, there's no ifs, ends up or buts about it. Like he gets dispossessed a lot as well. But yeah. uh, it's just making better decision making, being quicker, um, and you know. We have a very good coaching team, and in a really regimen sort of system, I think uh, his talents can really be honed, and then he can really yeah. become a great player in the season that he has with us. Yeah, yeah. So, again, um, I just think that there is there is room for improvement on a few of the players yeah. that were out there. 
Speaking of areas of improvement, where would you I, improve? I as far as the whole team goes right now. Fucking I fucking hate watching the first thirty minutes of this team play. Yeah. It's been it. bad. It's been bad at all three games so far, hasn't it? <laughs> it's 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 like they come out of the locker room or uh, you know, they walk onto the pitch and then they just fuck around for the first two thirds of the of the first half. Yeah. And then finally settle into the shape and the strategy and then yeah. they're killer in the second half. I love watching second half ATO, yeah. but I hate constantly telling my wife, like, no, don't worry, we're a second half team. We're gonna like we concede a goal. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. We're gonna come back. And she's we like, con- mm-hmm. yeah, we've conceded first and early all three games so far. Mm. And each of those so, games, we get the commentator being like, in the cargo where they've never come back from trailing. Well, so, guess like, what? That's not true anymore. So, <laughs> but it's but, but it's but, a thing that yeah. like okay, if you're known for not being able to come back like that, then maybe stop conceding early in the first half. Yeah, man. Like for the first 30, 40 minutes, like I want to chew my fucking fingers off. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, like I wish we could just like do what we're about to do because I know it's coming. Like, and that's the worst part is we all know what is going to happen right near half and then in the second half i just wish we could get there earlier because we kind of just dig around with the ball for the first Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 minutes and i hate i hate watching it that's to me that's the area for improvement is like just come out of the gate a little bit stronger in our shape a little bit stronger in our strategy Mm -hmm. a little bit more i'm going to call stretching the field because i do find early on in the game too we we tend to hold the ball in the middle of the pitch Mm -hmm. And I, I would like to see us stretch it out a little bit because we see what kind of beautiful things that that can create with Del Santos or Assi or like any of our kind of guys whale on the wings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, that's the area for improvement is just the, just, just try harder in the first 30 minutes, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate watching it every, just every week. Just play better, okay, guys? Yeah. Just, guys, just not, don't suck so much. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that. You guys are actually doing really well. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm very happy so far this season. It's so. jokes. It's jokes. But uh, no, I yeah I agree. For me, that's a big one, and, and it can, can be a mentality thing as well, right? Just yeah, yeah, and maybe that's just it too. It right? happens like, over and over again. You're just it. like, oh, you start getting there. And I mean, is this a symptom of the fact that we have a very specific way of playing? And after a whole season of doing it, are people just ready to play against that now? And they just pick us apart at the beginning. And us coming back is more of just our sheer talent and skill against a team that you know statistically is probably uh, tactically is probably out coaching us. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a there's a lot of yeah. a lot of questions. But I think I we were like thoroughly a... out out coached in Winnipeg, like thoroughly out coached in Winnipeg. Yes, yeah. I think we got lucky with Dos Santos, and but I also think we were thoroughly out coached. But I think both teams really just were tired as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, moment of the match in either of these games. Um, I mean, again, I don't, I don't want to like say the goals because a couple of the goals were absolute beauties. Mm. Um. My my close to my heart moment of the match was Diego scoring because I just I wanted to see that all last season and it's yeah. so feels so good to see it this season. <laughs> um, and then probably on the flip side, it was me fucking yelling at my TV and my wife telling me to not yell so loud when Assie <laughs> missed that shot because I literally yelled the word fuck so loud that I think I woke my neighbor. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that was that was my moment of the match that's for sure (laughs) because it was two in the morning (laughs) yeah 
I was that that game was our first night in our new apartment. So I had been obviously I didn't want to yell because I don't want to get off on the wrong foot immediately with like my new uh, through the wall neighbors. But I think <laughs> even if I wasn't because for those of you that don't know in Montreal, the walls are made of straw and paper, <laughs> straw and paper and held together by spit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and tobacco like yeah, exactly. and cigarette yeah. butts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. um, yeah, but I was past the point of yelling and just of sheer dis- of disbelief. It was yep. more just like a did that just happen? Did yeah. we just miss that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I stayed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> but on a positive note, for me, I would say the moment of the matches is I think um, uh, Malcolm Shaw's assist and Malcolm uh, Shaw's would be assist uh, as well. It was it. just for me, it just shows opens up a whole new st- uh, uh, potential position that he could be playing in uh, a new look ATO, and I am yep. very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I really liked it. Everything Malcolm Shaw was doing all week was great. Hell yeah, more of that, please. And he can combine yes. with both DeSantos and Salter, as we've seen. Salter, you know, sort of had a better game against Valor, oddly enough. Than yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, Halifax. I gotta give Salter credit. I think that the first two games, the can both games against Halifax, I was kind of like, uh. um, but I do even like, uh, yeah, chatting in the chat group and then like watching him play, I was like, you know what? I think he put on a good show. I mm-hmm. think he really did. I think he kind of finally got into a bit of a groove. Was it anything like overtly spectacular? No. But was mm-hmm. it a solid play? Yes. Yeah. I think that he was solid where he was at. So I was I was fairly happy with what Sam Salter did, yeah. which is good because I was real worried <laughs> going into the third game. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if this guy's going to work out for us. Yeah. But I mean, um, look, at his, look at his 15 minutes against Valor. And so yeah. with only seven touches, he's got four out of four accurate passes. One out of one successful dribbles. You know, getting a successful dribble only playing 15 minutes is great. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, 50% ground duels as well. Only committed one foul. I mean, this is these are de- decent. These aren't fantastic. Yeah, these are decent minutes? counterattacking stats for only playing 15 minutes. Well, and he was even when he was in, like, to me, he, he did enough just to have the, the physical presence up at the yeah. top to, to kind of keep Valor on the back of their heels. Yeah. It was really good. He's that he's so, that age where like you can tell this season he's bulked up a little more than he's been the past two seasons, and he's a tall boy as well, so he's still sort of growing into his frame. Yep. Um, and I just he's been just getting a little bit better every game. Um, that I just you know hope he really pops off at some point yeah, in the first half of the season because I think it's, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG mailbag it is mailbag time ladies and gentlemen yeah it's the mailbag so we have come to the point in the podcast where we dive into your guys's queries questions cool hot takes your your what you think of players your your jokes uh whatever you want to put your weird quotes um and you guys are able to dump them all into our beautiful mailbag and we will read them out uh live on the air right now We'll answer your questions and well, uh, live on the air every time. <laughs> it's live right now while we're talking. See, right? It is uh, live for us. So it's live right now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we will, uh, yeah, we'll address them. Um, and it is one of the best parts of being a member of the Capital City Sports Group is that you guys get a whole section of the podcast that is just for you. And I also have to so. just give a shout out to the CCSG community because we're never like starving for mailbag questions. We've no, always got no, they mailbag. roll in. It's and great. They're all everyone always participates. They've all got great ones. Um, it facilitates so much discussion. It makes us talk about things we never thought about possibly beforehand. Um, even if sometimes we forget to ask until like three hours before we record, we always come in with a full mailbag. So 
always a fantastic segment and it's always because uh, of all of you that contribute to it so thank you i love it we love it of our so hearts. keep doing that we love all of you i'm gonna start this um, i'm gonna sell go this to you yeah i, I, see, I, think, I see that one and i know you want to ask me it so. because i don't think you watched did you watch did you watch this game later the i didn't TSS watch the tss game? rovers game okay. no i wanted to i watched the highlights yeah, yeah i did and it was fantastic considering the tss rovers pulled off the miracle of burnaby i like that how excited and or concerned are the both of you about potentially playing against them? If we do have a match with them, what should ATO do to take advantage of any TSS Rover's weaknesses and win? Now, this is funny because I think the only opportunity we get to play them is if we meet them in the final. It's <laughs> on yes. how the bracket is. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Um, so if somehow TSS Rovers makes it to the finals, which would be awesome. Yeah. I am totally for underdog. I that love... Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's part, of the, part of the reason I love like the FA Cup in the UK is like watching like these like Podunk sixth tier teams yeah. somehow be a giant slayer and take down like Newcastle and, and advance. It's 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 great. So I think that the fact that we've started to introduce that type of of tournament in Canada, mm-hmm. which gives these semi pro teams just a little little taste of what the next level is and what the next next level is, mm-hmm. um, is great. Watching the Rovers, <laughs> Pete Fowler was, oh man, what a great time. It was fantastic. It's, seeing Polizzi score two of those goals as well, it's like, you know, here's a guy that spent yeah. like two, three seasons in the CPL and is now playing semi-pro and just being like, yeah, sorry, y'all, you, you kept the wrong Polizzi in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Me. Yeah, because his brother plays for... Plays for Halifax now, I think. Halifax, oh, he did, yeah. he did play for Halifax. Now he played. Now he plays for Valor, actually. He didn't play yeah, that game. Yeah, he plays game. for Valor, yeah. I was like, for that I was game, like, yeah, but pretty sure he, he plays there. on Valor. Yeah, I tweeted, I was so. like, this is a victory for little brothers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah so um, I think that, I think that the, the biggest takeaway from that match was I and again I'm saying this as someone who watched like a little bit of it and also Mm -hmm. the highlights I liked the like the rovers I liked their pressing high attack and collapse into the middle for shots like I Mm -hmm. I really like that and I think that that to me is a really scary uh potential offensive play against us because our our core strength is in the middle of the pitch Mm -hmm. and their core strength is collapsing offense into the middle of the pitch yeah so it's almost like you know david no, not david goliath uh, unstoppable force movable object that kind of stuff and we mm-hmm. saw that a couple times last season to me that's that's a really scary um potential potentiality in this tournament and do i think that they're going to meet us in the final because obviously we're going to be in the final um you know it may, maybe not but I think that that to me is the scariest thing is is they're a little bit of an unpredictable team they're a bit of a dark horse yeah um there's something to be said for teams that are difficult to play against because you don't see them play all season. You don't know the coaching. You don't know the coaching staff as well as you know the CPL coaches. Yeah. No, you don't exactly. know their style. So there, there is a little bit of kind of that X factor that I yeah. think that the TSS Rovers are bringing to this tournament. Um, am I glad they crushed Valor? Yeah, I think it's great. No, I fucking love so. it. I love that story. Yeah. Um, but I think that that to me is the most. It's the X factor to me is the scariest part. Is and we've I mean, played we're dealing with a team, team here that like has absolutely nothing to lose and that's yeah what exactly like and those right? are the scariest teams those are the scariest teams i think all of us can agree that's the scariest teams is like they, you back them into a corner yeah like, they're like no like we we you know i don't think their season's even started so they're i think this was like their first game of the season so they're yeah you know, this is a semi-pro team so who knows how many training sessions i even had before this game they're probably yeah, just like point. boys we're at home just give these people a game. Just run your heart out. That's it. <laughs> and that's yeah, what they did. Yeah. And they did it, man. They ran they ran roughshod over yeah. them, which is which is great. So 
yeah, that's that's they could take advantage of some of our I'm gonna call it weaknesses in the center of the pitch. Um and then obviously when you when you blend in the X factor, that's the scariest part to me. They play Pacific away um in the next round, so and I will be watching that game because I do think that that sounds really interesting. Yeah, very intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking about styles of play, actually, this one kind of rolls really well into that. Cargo mentioned yeah. he planned on moving towards a more offensive possession-based game in the offseason, but we seem to have transitioned back into the low block counter. Should we expect that change or accept that this is our winning strategy? Ooh. Um, I feel like he walked I... those comments back a little bit closer to the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that everyone expected because I think there was so much flack or heat or whatever you want to call it for the type of play that Carlos put in out on the pitch last season. You know, people are yeah. like, it's boring, it's defensive, and blah blah blah. Some people love it. I love the way that we play football. I love yeah. like to me that's like really technical, strategic football. I yeah. love watching it. And yes, there's not a lot of goals, but I like watching the movement of the ball around the pitch <laughs> and how how we counter some of the formations that these teams are throwing against us. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think that he was almost, I don't want to say forced, but like he was probably encouraged to say like, Hey, we're going to make this game a little more exciting for people because, you know, again, it's not the most exciting football for someone who isn't already a huge football fan. Right. So, so um, I think he walked them back. You're right. He walked them back a little bit. Um, Do I think we've transitioned back into a low, low block counter? I don't think so. Only because, I look at our offensive pieces that are now available to us. Last year, we had Brian Wright and Malcolm Shaw sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then we and were relying Gregor. on... Yeah, <laughs> but we were relying on... I on want to remind Tabla. you of his existence every can episode we not, here. Can, can we not, Johnny? <laughs> uh, but, but, but we were relying on Balu Tabla and Ollie Bassett to basically be all of our offensive generation for the most mm-hmm. part. And... I think that this season, the difference is we can still run that low block, fast counter strategy, but we actually have players that are prepped and ready for that. More outlets In, for it. Yeah, yeah Gianni Dos Santos, Assi, fucking Malcolm Shaw, now that he's back and healthy. Yeah. Like we have the outlets to be able to capitalize on that. So. When, when we say, like, settled in, I do. I think we've settled into a strategy, but I think it's going to be a more effective offensive strategy this season than it was last season. Yeah, we've already seen us rotate our, our front lines far more than we did last season. Like, Blue Tabla and Ali Bassett played almost every single minute of every single game last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we've seen, like, DeSantos, Sammy Salter, uh, Malcolm Shaw, uh, uh, Assi, uh, uh, Sacco. Like, we've seen them all sort of move around up in that top part of the pitch, even when Ali Bassett was healthy and he was closer up to the top there. We've seen yeah. these, all these, Antonoro, we've seen these attacking players. Um, all sort of rotate in with one another. Uh, there's just so many more options. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, I, I do think we've settled. We've settled into a comfortable strategy, but I think the comfortable strategy we've settled into is different than it was last season. And I think it's going to be underrated how different it is. I think some people that don't look at the details will just think it's this more of the same. But uh, I think we're going to and I, then the way that Cargo walked back the comments closer to kickoff was he said, you know, we're still going to keep our core philosophy. Yeah, we're just going to do Which it I differently, think it's good. and yeah. I think that's what yeah. we're going to see this season. We're still going to keep our core philosophy: just structurally defensive, defensively safe, a lot of counterattacks, but we're just going to be doing it differently. Yeah, which is just yeah, literally like what we did. We absorb pressure, but this time we actually have the tools to be able to strike back when we do break out of a break out of a, 
a defensive kind of yeah. block. Speaking of, how many games do you think we're going to need to settle in, and how do you think we will fare given what you've seen of us uh, out of our out of form? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna say by. I mean, fuck, man, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> I'm gonna say by. Uh, I'm gonna say by between eight and eight and ten games. I think like like early to mid early to early mid season, we're gonna see the 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 team really take take form. I think that going after the first game, there was a lot of kind of question marks around some of the players and how they were going to fit in. I think that that existed across the league. And then getting that Kanchev game, great, super. We were able to kind of like really solidify a couple of those players. Valor game, not the best game, but it kind of gave us, again, a little bit of an opportunity to rotate some players in with Ollie Bassin missing, a little bit of gap in the middle. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, by like game eight or nine of this season, I think that the, the dust will have settled and Carlos will have a, a robust machine. And then after that, it would be like last season where like early to mid season, the machine was working. And then after that, it was just minor tweaks. It was little tweaks between games or between weeks to, to face off against whatever team we were playing the next next week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say however many games it takes for us to sign a starting central defensive <laughs> midfielder. <laughs> because as I mean, I'll skull, I just like, like I said, the lack of that is just throwing our whole balance out of whack. Mm. And I don't think we're going to be the team that we are, we're planning on being until we make that signing. Let's just get junior out there, man. Let's do it. Just give it a shot. Just throw him to the just wolves. I, I, I'm, I mentioned this in the group chat. I'm glad he didn't start against Valor because the last time we started a draft pick against Valor, we shipped six goals at home. So, but <laughs> but our next home game is against York. So maybe it's a time for to start yeah, him because no, York we'll is see. dookie we'll this season. Holy, they suck. Uh, and we will talk about that more later. Yep. Um, um, I'm going to hit you, you with this hit one. hit me with one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with this one. With two draws. Is this a trend or are we moving up? Yes, we are undefeated in the last 11 regular season matches. Whoa. No big deal. Uh, but <laughs> is this the type of disappointing... Uh, or Sorry, but is this the type of disappointing play part of our new style? Um, I don't think that starting with two draws is a bad thing. Nope, um, I agree. Especially since it's you know early days in the season... Uh, a lot of turnover in our roster. Um, as we keep saying, it's obviously can't be a finalized roster. Um, we lost our star player before the second game. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a cliche, but you know, if you're not going to win the game, then don't lose. And that's, yep. that's, we say that each time. And I um, said that last week. <laughs> we said that last week. Exactly. And uh. having, having this, the, the, the strength and the character to not let a draw slip away and to still leave a game with a point is something that's sort of built into our new DNA. Last season, we only lost five games. That's a pretty insane stat. Yeah. <laughs> only five games lost out of 28. The next best was Pacific. They lost eight. We lost five, almost half as many games. Because we're awesome. And that's the thing is that being able to, to eke out a point when you're clearly you know inferior in most of the stats is something yeah. that every good team is like able to do. And the yeah. fact that we're able That's to do point. that is really you know, very, very mature. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Like, obviously it's not ideal, but I mean, it's only two games in the season and we, and yes, we are still undefeated. And the fact that that's 11 games in a row in the league undefeated, that's nuts, man. That's quite a streak. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried. 
I'm not worried. Yeah, I like that. I'd like be worried that. if they were both losses and we and we looked like this, but uh, we managed to, to to snag draws in both of them. And but in both yeah. games that we could, you know, we should have had pens or we missed crazy big chances. You know what I mean? Like the pendulum could have swung other way. Yeah, it wasn't. We weren't like exactly eking out these 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 ties. Like I think that there was enough chances that we easily could have picked up three points. It's just again a little bit of tweaking, man. Yeah. Carlos just has to like change some of the dials and yeah. be good. They were both like they were both games where the pen- pendulum could have swung the other way, and we managed to hold it in the middle rather than let it swing the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Um, I'm gonna hit you with the double barrel here. Um, given the difficulties of playing three games in a week, is advancing in the Can Champs a curse? Sure, it is a path to the Can Champs Voyagers Cup, but that path means we have to beat Forge and likely two MLS sides. Are we better off focusing on getting results in season and going for another top of the table finish? Great question. Whoever submitted that. They were saying, sure, it's a path to the CCL, which is the uh, CONCACAF Champions Oh, sorry, the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So yeah. obviously winning, <laughs> winning the Can Champ and winning top of the table and winning the North Star Shield are all paths to the CONCACAF Champions League, which is where everybody wants to be. You know, it's so our what Champions happens if League. we win all three? Like, what happens when we win all three? And we, <laughs> when we, when we do the treble? Then yeah. <laughs> I believe, I think it's the regular season runner-up gets one of the spaces. Ah, um, oh, no. They should I, give it to like our B, our B team. Like, <laughs> we should be able to put together a B team and send that. <laughs> they should give it to like Atleti B so that they get to come over and play in the <laughs> Yeah, contest, exactly. Honestly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, We should so, get to choose who. No, we, we'll give it to the TSS Rovers. We, we I was like, oh my God, we get to choose who. We, listen, we got three births. We can only use one of them. So who wants the other two? <laughs> Like having an auction for it. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we'll auction it for players too. If you send us your good players. Oh my God. Like do some total like camp. NHL stuff, like straight yeah. draft picks and shit. Like, yeah. yeah. No. We're you, can, you can you. have a birth, but we are taking Mo Babuli. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Dude, I love this. Okay. Well, someone needs to write a, a football manager patch where like you can do this <laughs> because I want to do that. <laughs> Joey, Joey, if you're listening, which you are, we, we need you to get on it. <laughs> Figure it out. Figure it out. Have it on our desk by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your, what's your opinion um, on that? So, yes, is advancing in the Can Champ a curse? No. Under no circumstances is advancing in the Cup a curse at all, even though it makes things difficult. But you know what? It's called suffering from success. If we were in the if we were in the Champions League <laughs> and we it. were playing, you know, Ooh, midweek every DJ week because Calico we were in the on. Champions League as well, I would also say, no, this is a good problem to have. Every player yeah. wants to be in all these competitions. And the fact that we've never advanced in this competition before and now we have, shit, I'll take, like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't like focusing on one thing over the other. Uh, I, I think that's kind of a loser mentality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. putting out a, uh, uh, hoping that we get knocked out of a cup just so that we can focus on the league. No, it's, it's week two. Like, I want to do everything. I want to play every game. I want all the smoke. I want to win all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to gas, I want to gas myself up so I can just go into the trenches on Twitter and dunk on all the other <laughs> supporters groups. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you th- actually? We talked about this. What do you think of Miguel filling in for Ollie? We actually kind of already went over that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it could work, but I just don't think it worked yeah. in this case. It shouldn't I have. To. We shouldn't have to do that. Is, is yeah, I think exactly. the main takeaway of that one. Yeah, the takeaway is we shouldn't have to do that. So let's keep going. Yeah, three games in, should we hope or cope with the performances we've seen? <laughs> I mean, I think that we can do a little bit of both. Yeah. I think we can cope with what we've got because ultimately we pulled away two points. Um, and then I think we can hope because we've seen what the players could do. We've seen 
individual and and multiple player plays flashes of brilliance i think that we're just we're getting there i think we're we're a bit of a you know in much the same way we play like shit for the first little bit of the the game we've kind of the last couple seasons played eh, okay to start the seasons off and then and then gradually kind of risen to the challenge so i think that that's the direction we're headed yeah agreed a little bit of both a little bit of column a a little bit of column b so yeah when do we press the panic button on a lack of clear identity compared to last Wow. <laughs> wow. Shade wow. much? I mean, we throw some no shade shoot. on this show, but yeah, God damn. We, we do. Holy shit, do we ever. And the seeming, um, and, and compared to last year, and the seeming mercurial, nice word, results and inconsistent performances. Um, I don't, I honestly think it's way, way, way too early for us to hit panic button on mm-hmm. anything that we've seen. I think that we've seen flashes of shit and flashes of brilliance from a lot of the players that are out there on the pitch nathan ingham perfect example great game against halifax shit game against valor um you know assy probably a decent like i would say a decent game against halifax and then they fucked it up against valor because you know it's it's i i I don't think we at this point we can hit the panic button on any individual player i don't Mm -hmm. think we can hit it on any strategy i just think that we have to trust in cargo and let him kind of play out the cards he's got in his hand mm-hmm. and then adjust as 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 we've seen in the past yeah so I, I would say there's no panic button at this point first of all it's way too early in the season to panic yeah. button, yeah. unless you're york and we'll talk about that in a bit but <laughs> but 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 yeah i think that i think that we're gonna we're gonna get to where we want to be it's just taking the time to get there honestly yeah, I think like wanting to push the panic button now is like something that a Forge fan would do because as 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 far as like okay, you have you have a winning history, you've won three of these things, like you you should be demanding the perfection all the time, and that would be understandable, right? I mean, that's what you do. It's uh, uh, but as for us, it's like yeah, we won the league last season, but we had you know such lackluster results before that that we can we can let us ourselves grow into a new season. Instead of like yeah. demanding perfection right off the bat, you know what I mean? And yeah, like, like I whereas, said, we got we we managed we managed draws and bo- we managed to get a point in both of the games and we advanced in the cup. So it's really, it, you know, and when and you it put kinda, it that way, it's a lot. It's it's fine. And it is kind of funny because like, yeah, you're right. Like we're talking like, oh, we have two draws and like we are okay with that and that's kind of part of our thing. But Forge is also sitting on two draws. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And somehow Valor is at the top of the table right now, which <laughs> to me is fucking mind-boggling. But. Yes. No to no to the panic button. Yeah. From both no. of us. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna say no to the panic button. Yeah. Can you speak to what the importance of having a player like Diego Speo means to the team this season? I think we already dedicated yeah, I, like twenty minutes yeah. to this guy. You you know you he know what is, it is. Yeah, he is so integral to our defensive back like i don't even know what our defensive back line would look like without diego that's Spiro very right. you know that is very true that he is literally like the most important piece of yeah it. <laughs> because i because i think last season we had him and drew becky and like it was great because we had two of you know the the type of player you want in your cbs and then when when drew announced he was retiring but staying with the club which is awesome and like shout out to drew we're really glad to keep you around um but uh, oh, and also, I think, did they retire his number? I saw, like, a... No, I think they just yeah, gave like, him a shirt. Oh, uh, like... okay. Yeah. Either way, you deserve it. Like, honestly, Drew... <laughs> they retired the number two after, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he played, for, he played for Fury, we'd, we'd though, be, didn't We'd he? be like the Montreal Canadiens just retiring a number every week. 
Yeah, shape. true. Yeah, true. We we don't want to be <laughs> shape. Absolute shape. Um, but no, like Kev, I, also, I know you're listening there. to this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great that Drew Drew stuck around with the team. Yeah. But as soon as he left, I think all of us were like, uh oh, because <laughs> because he took the like he, the maturity of the being a captain on the back line mm-hmm. and essentially just handed it off to like a 19 year old Spanish kid. Like and he's like, all right, man, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and I think all of us are like, oh boy. <laughs> so, but but Diego has has I think stepped directly into those shoes and yeah. done an excellent job. Yeah. Um, so, so I think he is just an absolute talisman in the back line. And I would be terrified if he goes anywhere this season. Yeah, so he, never he's, leave us, Diego. No, he's surely the envy of the league. And oh yeah. Not, he he should be. Yeah. yeah. Um, last one here, the Debriens and Ali Bassett were both at our watch party against. Yeah, the they line, were, which is nice. It was fun to see those picks. It was fun to see the picks and everyone all stoked. And then you see Ali Bassett in the back, just like really concentrated and focused and probably super angry that we went down early and just analyzing everything. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, man, still in you know, the beginning like, season. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Ollie Bassett's having like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a history of esteemed guests, and we do. I remember last season, uh, uh, Drew Becky made uh, appearances. Oh yeah, at Becky came out as well for, for, during for during his parties. red card yeah. suspension. <laughs> During his red card, his red card stretch last season. You mean the first time in the history of him playing professional soccer that he got a red card and yeah, he got like two in one season? Two, yeah. um, so when oh, will man. either of you be making a star appearance? Oh, boy. Mm. That is a fucking really good question. Um, so anytime soon. You're, 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 a, you're a maybe for this year, right? Like it's, I mean, it's obviously yeah, a lot this for you year's... to get down here and you came down more than once last season. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit tougher for me. Um, uh, and I I learned my lesson a little bit. I kind of had to fucking eat a bit of crow and like, pay for a ticket to fly home <laughs> by, by promising midway through the season that if we we made the finals, I would fly home. Yeah. Um, no, I I I I really every time I see video footage or photos or like I'm in the group chat and you guys are all at GCP or at TD plays, I am just immensely jealous of the fact that you guys get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the choice really to be here um but and eventually i'll make i will make it back to ottawa it's just it's tough to commit to being able to come back that being said this season i would call it a real coin toss next season i have to come officiate a wedding in august of 2024 Mm -hmm. in p in pei there you go so so i will probably angle to fly back there via ottawa so we should do knows, a road maybe. we should do a road trip to halifax oh we should that would be we incredible. should go to a halifax away game and yeah yeah man that would be that would be unreal all right let's do, get this uh, moving let's all right all right there you go everyone it's episode two of after the whistle and johnny are like we're going to halifax in 2024 2024 <laughs> gc uh, uh ccsg away <laughs> trip to halifax Nova scotia it's gonna be a banger yeah there you go so i will uh tentatively a year and a half in advance commit to going to halifax <laughs> For an away game in August. The schedule's not even out yet, honestly. Um, <laughs> but yes, I will try and get back if I can. If I, if it is at all possible for me to get back yeah. during the season, I will do it. Beauty. Um, and then next season, for sure, I'll get back for at least a game. Beauty. Um, I'll, I'll obviously be back a few times. I only live two hours away. Um, I have a flex pass, for God's sakes. Uh, Heck yeah. I was planning on coming down this weekend for the York game, but uh, I am going to Cirque du Soleil instead. So oh, nice. You're going to see Ovo or whatever? 
I don't know. It's it's uh, Flo's sister got us tickets. It should be fun. I just have no idea what the show is. So. Oh, I only ask because like I'm going to see Cirque du Soleil in June. So. Yeah, nice. Right on. <laughs> yeah, here and Riga is here for three days. So. Let's go. So yeah. uh, honestly, what what's the so I think we're away after it, and then are we home again? Anyways, I should be down within like the next month, like for okay. sure. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, we're uh, uh we're home to your oh, and then we're home to Pacific May six. Maybe I'll try for that. Ooh, okay. Ooh. We'll put that on the we'll put that on the maybe. But yes, I will be there very soon. Yes, yes. Good mailbag. Yeah, great mailbag, everyone. So speaking of that's you know that's actually yeah, kind of a yeah, good segue good. if we want to talk about the GCP watch party for Valor and also the traveling dub uh, at York, which yo both times great, 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 great. I love how we've kind of wrapped the Glebe Central Pub into the like fabric of, of oh, yeah. ATO. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's so good. And well, people go hang out uh, there even when it's not game day, but they'll still go I know. like in groups. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then there's like, oh, there's the CCSG guys that yeah. just come here on the regular. There you go. So, um, but I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, again, like I talked to my wife about it and she's just like, so like, how did you guys, I was like, honestly, we like, we're at a different pub. And then we were just like, well, that pub sucks. Let's find a new one. Yeah. And we went to this other pub and then we met the owner and he was like, of course you guys can host things here. There you go. <laughs> and then it just, you know, that's, and then it was Blair. Shout out to Blair from GCP, the, yeah. the, 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 the man who runs that, that place. And um, yeah, and I think it's just been awesome to develop a relationship with them and, and really just build a, a, a connection between our supporters group and a local business as yeah. well in the Glebe. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's great. We love to go to the GCP. I, I love honestly, it's a cool bar. If yeah. you haven't been, if you're listening out there and you haven't been to the GCP, just go go for a watch party or just go in general. Honestly, it's a it's a it's a cool little spot. Um, it's a nice place to have a few beers for the game and after the game, yep. especially if it's an ATO game because we we go down from there, we come back to there afterwards. There you so. go. <laughs> it's so it's so important to have like a designated supporters pub, and I mean, there's so yeah, much, there's, there's so much loyalty on both sides of that relationship. It's probably one of the most yeah. They put the flags out, like yeah, it's, for it's sure. Fantastic. But yeah. uh, love letter to GCP always. Yep. Um, and yes, and the Travel traveling dub. the traveling dub that went to York. The fact that it's becoming a tradition that we go to York and just take it over every time every year is, is <laughs> incredible. Yeah, um, the scenes on the bus. They did on the, the way Poznan. Back. They got the. They did they the, Poznan the Poznan. After got, third goal, right? <laughs> it's yeah. Two times in a row. It's two times in a row Amazing. we've done it at York. No, fantastic. Yeah. And the yeah. scenes in the back of the bus on the way back were just as chaotic as they were. I hear when you and I were on the bus. We were on the bus on the way back. It's, <laughs> tra- traveling home from from York after scoring three goals just hits different every time. And it, it you know, sure does. Whatever happens on the bus stays on the bus. But next next yeah. time you're gonna want to be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't been on time. a traveling dub, you should one thousand percent get on one because yeah. it is a time. Yeah. So tangentially yeah. related, our next game is uh, ah. against the tenants of, of, of said away, except they will be at home. York, how do you feel about, uh, about this game? We should preface this by saying that a couple hours before recording this, it was announced that uh, CSB Canadian Soccer yeah. Business has actually purchased and taken over control of York United Football Club uh, yeah, away from their owners uh, in yeah. anticipation of, of, of a possible sale to another party. This is interesting news. <laughs> isn't it are we yeah, getting another edmonton it, situation especially to see this happening you know two matches into the season instead of in the off season uh, like what the hell is yeah i mean here? i think it i think it definitely smarts i think that it, it's especially tough because they made history by being the first team that that vfc vancouver beat 
Um, so then, <laughs> right? and, and then is immediately, this a response and then to that? Imme- <laughs> are they like, you know what? Fuck <laughs> this. We're getting rid of this. <laughs> yeah, like f- fuck this team. Um, it's tough. It's tough because I'm off two minds, and I posted a couple. You know, I've tweeted out a little bit about it on a couple posts. Like, I fucking hate York. I fucking hate them. Oh, but, sure. but I like the rival we we built with York. So, and we can't just be losing clubs left and right like this. Yeah, and so so to me, it's 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 a double edged sword where it's like I I don't like their team, but I but I I would never wish a team to fold. No, absolutely. So, not. So because we've it, been, it's we've, really been just, you know, we've been through that at the end of the day yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's really sad to see. Like, I mean, even their most recent stats. I think they put up game two uh, at home was nine hundred and twenty-two people. Is day. that what it was? God, brutal. Yeah, that's so, so brutal. Yeah, so so to see that it's it's tough because. I don't want this league. Or, you know, I, I like the, I like the direction. <laughs> Johnny's like fucking open a beer. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I like the direction the league is going. I think the the Vancouver expansion team is great. Um, I'm sad that Edmonton kind of bowed out. I do think Edmonton will be back. Yeah. But I just I look at some of the business decisions that were made in and around that club, and they're just mind boggling from a like actual like business perspective. To see like how are you expecting to grow this team by mm-hmm. making some of those decisions? Yeah. And then to see that CSB bought them back, I was like, sad but not surprised. Honestly, it's Which it's the hope sad. is that is that um, they have at least you know a possible list of potential buyers yeah. in the wings ready to go. Um, it's been posited that maybe that the reason that there's the, the interim that the interim CSB buying them rather than just selling directly is that maybe they'll eat a bit of the cost so that there's a bit of a, a discount for whoever An wants incentive, to buy them. Yeah. Who knows, right? It's possible. Um, the word, the 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 wording definitely seems different from the Edmonton situation. The situation yeah. is different because you know there was the league taking control of it and then loaning players from everywhere. Whereas here we're two games into the season and they're just relinquishing ownership to the CSB. So who knows? I mean, people are saying maybe they'll move the team. I mean, this is all just wild yeah. conjecture. There's no evidence of any of this. Uh, the only thing we know is that CSB has bought the club back in anticipation of selling to a new buyer. So whatever happens. Who knows? But we're probably going to smash him at home on Saturday. So what do you uh, what do you and, think about our chances there? <laughs> and with and with Johnny saying that, we're pleased to announce that Johnny and I are the new owners of the York United Football. <laughs> Could you imagine? We really should have made a joke about how ATO owns York. I can't believe we haven't made this joke yet. <laughs> it's now it's now Atletico York. Maybe it's a little lazy, but it's also true. Yeah, but because uh, I mean, if we bought that team, I would immediately just file for closing it, and that team would just wouldn't exist anymore. We just take D Row and we take JGL <laughs> yeah. and we take Baboon. Yeah, exactly. take all take all the good players and then so just shutter the shutter the team. So yes, York coming fresh off of giving uh, Vancouver FC the first win in <laughs> in franchise history. They're and not they, looking man, too they, hot, they celebrated they? VFC celebrated like they won the fucking can champs. Yeah, they like, I saw the yeah, I saw the pictures. I was like, oh boy. It's a lot of celebrating for your first win. <laughs> hey man, when we when we beat Calvary in our first win, we were uh, we were losing it. Obviously, we didn't at, we were at the unfortunate reality of being on a college field in in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, in front of nobody, yeah, rather than at uh, our opponent's home stadium. But no, your your first win in franchise history is, is yeah. an important one. No, I agree. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so sad, but I, I honestly am not based on all of York's play so far and the 
financial situation, I think, isn't helping them focus yeah. on a game. I, I'm not super concerned with them at home. Um, even though our home record isn't great, I don't. I'm not scared of York. So, um, and I wasn't scared of York last season either. So they're continuing a trend of just being super mid. So I like. I'm looking forward to this game because historically, like our games with York are always pretty chippy affairs. Yeah, they are. Because I mean, last season we had the, we had the big three nil, but other than that, it was was it three t- three draws for the other three games? I think so. Yeah, I know that our first game was that friggin' vicious two two. Um, yep. Uh, that we watched together actually uh, the day your bachelor oh, yeah, party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was the day over the day before. Either way, uh, we watched yeah. it together in Montreal. But uh, yeah, that was the one with the late. Uh, that was a super chippy. Yeah, game. the late Zator goal that shouldn't have counted in our opinion because Zator. of the foul, but. Yeah, no, these are chippy games. So I'm looking forward to a big one. They might have a massive chip on their shoulder because of this news happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? our, our, our head-to-head record with York is one win, eight draws, and two, and, and two losses. <laughs> so it's like Jesus a lot of draws Christ. going on. <laughs> yeah, and about a thousand yellow cards, I bet. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the stats are on yeah. that. No, this is going to be a banger. Like this is this this should be on the UFC Fight Night card for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it'll be a good game. And so for those of you who want to attend, please, please, please attend it at home. Yeah. So because Johnny and I won't be there, so mm-hmm. please attend in our stead and yeah. have a blast. Speaking of, if you want to get a ticket for this game, if you where want can to you get the, the tickets? Dub, where can you get them? Go to capitalcitysupporters.com. Uh, the W ticket link up in the corner is working. Um, if you've only just started attending games, uh, reach out to any of us on social media. Reach out to the, the 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 supporters group account or any of our accounts as well. We're both on all of the things. True. Um, and get involved with us. You know, you can sign up for the group or you can just chat with us and uh, hang out with other members as well. Everyone is super nice. Everyone's super welcoming. Yeah, um, we're cool dudes. If you guys want to hang out, yeah, with us. cool dudes, cool chicks, uh, we're cool folks all around. Um, yeah, for non uh, for non home weeks, go to viewing parties at the GCP as mentioned. We Definitely hold, do we that. We hold viewing parties for every game. It is the Temple of Football in Ottawa. Um, hot stove Friday night seven p.m. This one's oh gonna be boy. a banger. York fans <laughs> love showing up for the hot stove. Buddy, I have, love having I have them. Johnny. I have a whole weekend of football this weekend. I have the fucking ATO game on Friday night, mm-hmm. and then well, it's actually technically on Saturday because it's at like twelve thirty. For me, and then on Sunday, I'm going to watch Riga FC play against uh, play against Leopaya. So Oof. at the at the at the pitch right by my place. So whole weekend of footy. It's a footy weekend for me. Oh. So Amazing. I'm pretty stoked for it. This, yeah, it should be a good one. And we you want to get prepped for it by going on the hot stove. Heck yeah, you do. The hot stove is they, so they've fun. all been fantastic. And uh, we have another yeah. one this Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, yeah. I'm hoping there will be lots of York fans there because it's going to be so much chirping. It's going to be so much shit talking. <laughs> Um, and them being at the bottom of the league. Are they the bottom of the league right now? They sure are. They sure are. Two losses, minus <laughs> three the... GD, zero points. Let's go. So, yeah, they're there's, there's the... going to be. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. There's gonna and be they're also surfing. in financial trouble. Uh, dab, dabbing on, just dabbing on their grave. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, I love it. Brutal. Um, we have some new content coming out of CCSG. Patrick Gibson. Yes, we do. Has a yeah. new uh, article series with player ratings. It is very good. Amazing. Um, I read it. it I've, re- is, I've read it every week. It is excellent. one for every game. They're fantastic. Yeah. The player ratings are meticulously chosen. and uh, on, They uh, make more sense than some of the other sites do, oh, which is sure. actually it's very nice. The, yeah. And I like how you get a para about the player, not just like, here, they're a 6.3 oh my and God, here's that's their just a, Yeah, I was saying. And then he has a detailed <laughs> explanation for every player and why they got so, that rating. It's definitely check it out. Definitely, definitely check Patrick it out. Patrick is a very talented writer. Very good footballing brain. 
Uh, talk about a very good footballing brain. Joey, Joey, you know, is also doing a series um, weeks in review for every match week. So you're going to want to read those because those are really great articles as well. The writer's shed is like really stepping up. Yeah, it's really, really, yeah, it's really getting, getting, it's getting hot yeah. out there in the writer's shed. Really great group of people putting out some really great content. Yeah. So make sure you go uh, give that some clicks, uh, reach out to them on Twitter and stuff because they're both friggin' hilarious. And they're cool dudes. <laughs> they <are actually laughs> and um, they're also twins, in case you're wondering. Yeah. They're actually related. <laughs> they're also <laughs> twins. Exactly. They are both the modern day reincarnation of Lieutenant Dan. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got the long hair and he's the bandana. And he's on the yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dane, please, please, please don't leave me here. Yeah. Don't leave me here, bro. <laughs> you know what I was talking about, right? Right? You get it? You yeah, get the yeah. Um, no, we love you both. Yeah, yeah keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we've got new designs in the shop, as we always yeah, see. We do. They're all bangers. Um, and you know, get your season tickets. Come yeah, out. do that as especially. Come out to every game. I don't even. I don't even live in Ottawa, and I still have season tickets because because <laughs> I didn't realize they auto renewed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and by that i mean i'm super committed to this team and that's the reason <laughs> but it's fine no I, I just i literally you yeah. accidentally have season tickets again just well, but accident, accidentally on purpose yeah. i mean i just give them to ccsg now so they Incredible. you know i gave one to bryce last time i'll, I'll give the one that i have this week as well so saint patrick whenever you decide yes. whenever you decide to go to a game just hit me up bro <laughs> patty it's been a blast it has been a blast. Another it's currently uh, what is it like? Is it almost two a.m. One forty-five in the morning. Yeah, that's great. The dedication. Great, is great. All right. Well, go to bed, Patty. <laughs> all right, I will. But uh, we love all you guys out there. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you guys after we. Let's do it, boys.